Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hey, Brewer fans, welcome to another great episode of the Brew Crew Review. Uh, this is Scott, and I am joined here today uh, by Craig and Vince, my co-hosts. Uh, guys, how are we doing? Doing great, Scott. Thanks for hosting today. This is exciting. Are you with Chad? Uh, no, Chad couldn't make it. Uh, he said he was uh, trying to figure out. He, he's trying to. He's trying to figure out if there's any new uh, positive COVID tests. Trying to kind of break the story a little bit. Um, I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. I guess. But good luck to him. Very good. All right. So, um, all right. Brewer fans, let's start with the good news. The good news is um, the baseball season is still on as of now, as of taping. And uh, the other good news is that we had three games scheduled with the Cardinals this weekend, and we didn't lose any of them. So, so that's, that's positive, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, Scott, it was the Cardinals that were positive. They had uh, <laughs> five or six. Yeah, taking a, taking a lame joke here. But no, five or six. Uh, Colonel, as I'm sure everybody's listening to this podcast now, is have tested positive for uh, the coronavirus that uh, is ravaging the country and several major league teams, but uh, the Colonels, unfortunately, being one of them. And uh, all Brewers games canceled this weekend at Miller Park. Wow. Well, just goes to show you that uh, maybe the baseball gods and the Cardinals don't get along as well as they think they do. For ticket refunds, call Miller Park office number and ask for Jessica Brown and get your refunds for the weekend's games. Yeah. Go see a tour. I would do that. Nine or two, 4,000. Get a tour of the ballpark. You can pretty much go wherever you want. It's phenomenal. Um, but no, I mean, so to circle back a little bit, I mean, obviously this is really bad news. Um, this isn't great. Um, Manfred has gone out and said, well, uh, this is kind of sort of a season on the brink now. Like we're basically one outbreak away from like really bad things. Uh, but at the same time, um, I mean, I don't know. This is something that hasn't really happened yet um, in the other major sports like NHL, NBA. Um, obviously, those sports kind of have a more contained bubble. Um, obviously, that helps a little bit. But so far, things not going well for baseball in general. Um, Craig, what are your thoughts on, on the newest COVID debacle? Um, well, as long as the players stay in the bubble, oh wait, never mind. I guess they didn't go with that plan. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's hard for any grown man or athlete to stay away from a strip club or a casino. And no matter what kind of worldwide pandemic is going on, I, I, I mean, I don't really fault anyone, but, um, anyway, yeah, my main concern is, okay, so there's, the Marlins lost this entire week of games. The Cardinals are probably going to lose this next entire upcoming week. Well, uh, week of games besides this weekend. Um, I don't know. It's like, I, I just don't get how this wasn't like planned for. I thought the 60 player pool would have like when someone tests positive, can't you just have them not go to the field of the game and everyone else who tests negative still go. And, and I guess I don't, I don't understand that. Do all teams get their tests back in the same amount of time? Because I read an article today, which is a Sunday, that Chris Bryant got tested on Friday and Sunday because he wasn't feeling good. 
and both both top, uh, tests came back negative. He set himself out anyway, but um, how did he get his Sunday t- uh, test back already when um, it's still Sunday, when other tests are taking like 48 hours to get back? I don't know. Like, it just seems like... Well, there's, yeah, there's two different types of tests, Craig. There's a saliva test, and then there's a nasal test. And so one is going to give you results a little quicker, but it's not as detailed. So, you know, I think a lot of these guys are are, are going to take maybe the more detailed test at this point, especially when there's an outbreak on a team and they know that they've been in contact uh, with someone, you know. And to, to your one point, yeah, I guess I'm going to disagree a little bit. I, I do – fault the players in this case you know i don't care how old you are you should be responsible enough to not go do certain activities right now because while we are in the middle of a pandemic and especially when you know you've got teammates that are relying on you to make uh, good decisions and to be an adult and not go to a casino and do certain things and i i, I think that major league baseball can be blamed to a degree for not necessarily making contingency plans that would have you know, taking some of these situations into account. But that being said, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the players being responsible enough to not put themselves in situations where they're going to be, uh, you know, surrounding themselves with those types of, of things. You know, if you are going to a casino or you're going and doing certain things, or you're going to a bar, um, you're definitely running the risk right now of getting a virus that your teammates are probably not very appreciative of you taking those risks. And, I, I do think that the players do own some of the responsibility with this. I think it, I kind of well, liken it to like when um, maybe like when we were back in school and all of a sudden like a substitute teacher comes in and they, they roll in the TV and pop in a movie and you're like, okay, like this is still school. Um, but, you know, maybe I'm not going to be as, um, you know, like as great of a student and follow the rules as much as when, um, like my regular teachers there. Like, I mean, this whole year has been so different and haphazard and um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just that, yeah, people weren't taking it that seriously, but I guess ultimately um, if, if it's not taken seriously or maybe if more like stricter rules are put in place, I, I don't really see how we're going to be able to, to prevent future outbreaks. And if we can't prevent future outbreaks, like the ones that we've already had, I don't see how we can complete the season. I mean, that's, that's my take on it, I guess. Well, it's weird that throughout history, it, it almost seems like baseball has mirrored society in the United States. And um, I don't know, it, it, to your point, Scott, that kind of seems that the, a good portion of the country isn't really taking it seriously enough. Um, and therefore, you know, we, are, we are where we are, I guess. But uh, getting back just to the baseball end of it, um, my, my main concern, I think they might be able to hopefully, if this happens, you know, it's happening in one team each the last two weeks. I mean, the, the season's only less than two weeks old, and we've already had all these issues. Um, what happens if it happens to four to six teams all at once? I mean, that's how this thing can spread. So if that hits that point, I think the season's in jeopardy. If they can somehow avoid that, that's great. However, 16 teams out of you know are making the playoffs this year. So, what are the chances that come first week of the playoffs for all 16 teams will be playing three game series against each other um, to advance? What are the chances that not one of those 16 teams are going to have some type of a outbreak that would and, and how would that even be handled? I mean, how can you even pause, 
the playoffs. I don't know. It's just going to be, it seems like, you know, I, you can hope for the best, but I, I don't know. It's, it's good. It's hard for me to see this entire season going off to the end of the playoffs without a major hitch, but I guess we'll hope so. Craig, I, I do, I do tend to, you know, agree somewhat. I, I think that major league baseball had sort of a flaw with these quote unquote, you know, replacement rosters that are practicing in other places. And yeah, they're isolated in this practice, but I mean, in the example of the Marlins or the Cardinals, so major outbreaks occur on a given team. What happens then? I mean, all of their teammates that they're currently with have to be tested because they've had contact with these guys. And then you throw a group of new guys into that mix. I, it would take at least several days in order for them to be able to take a field, take the field with guys who have been tested and tested negative. So I just don't know how that would ever work, you know, because you're talking about a situation where you're still going to have to co-mingle guys on the same field or in the same dugout or in the same clubhouse or in the same hotel or whatever the case is that are going to be mixed with guys that are, have already been exposed. So it would take at least several days, two negative tests, not done in the same 24 hours in order for you to be sure to be testing negative. And then you're going to mix in these new guys. So, you know, either way, it's going to take time. It's not like it's just going to happen uh, the next day. They can just call up, a, you know, a bunch of guys and then have them play um, unless you've got a full 30-man roster, uh, you know, practicing at these places that is able to come up right away. Uh, so I just don't know how realistic that is. I just don't know how you can maintain the integrity of the season when you have teams every time there's an, an outbreak to miss an entire week's worth of games because, hey – those games are going to be made up in ridiculously short or cobbled together double headers, or they're just not going to be made up at all. And maybe that's the answer in all this is that by the end of the season, all the teams in the league will now have played the same number of games and they literally will just make the playoffs based off win percentage, which is kind of crazy, but I guess the whole year and the whole season and everything is crazy. So I guess it'll end up being, it is what it is. There'll be plenty of people complaining that their team played like eight less games than the team that won the division. Um, so, I mean, I think the Cubs have already won more games than we've even games that we've even played. So it's a little bit frustrating. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, guess, I mean, that, yeah, go ahead. Vincent. Go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead. Oh, I'm actually going to pivot the subject completely. So if you have anything to tack on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Before we move on, real quick, do you, do you guys believe that they're going to try to have all teams play 60 games? Or there are going to just say, you know, screw it. Uh, some teams only played 50 games. We'll just go by the win percentage. What do you think? I think that they're going to try to make, yeah, I think they're going to try to make them play the same number of games, just like any other year that there's rainouts. Um, and I think that that's why Major League Baseball announced the doubleheader policy this past week so that they, had a model that they can use for uh, games to make up action. I guess the one benefit for the weird schedule is that the Brewers, uh, for instance, are going to be playing the same teams over and over again, even in 60 games. It's going to be all teams from the central divisions of uh, both the American and the National League. So if there is a series against the Cardinals that, you know, like this weekend gets canceled, you still have more series against the Cardinals that you can, in theory, play doubleheaders for, you know, three days in a row to – seven inning games uh, over three days and get, I guess, six games in 
uh, in theory. It's not ideal. I hate the idea of seven inning games. Well, I mean, but, you're yeah, literally going to have like series of all double headers. You'll have like six games that's played what, in three that's days. What I'm, days. Yeah, like, that's what I just said. That's exactly right. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, it's just going to be insane. Um, but one thing that there's, uh, for example, that they're doing this week, I think, well, and this probably might even get canceled due to there's more Cardinals now popping up positive at the end of the weekend here. But supposedly they're, they had uh, two games coming up here on the schedule, Detroit versus St. Louis in Detroit, and then Detroit versus St. Louis in St. Louis. So they were going to say, oh, you know, let's just play all four games in Detroit. Obviously, St. Louis is going to be the home game, for, you know, home team and bat last. Um, and the two games that you're quote-unquote home, to me, that makes a ton of sense. I just don't see why they didn't, you know, factor do that even more. Because why have these teams travel? I mean, the travel between Detroit and St. Louis is minimal, but it's still, it's still, you know, why not just play all at the same stadium and flip it, uh, you know, or split half the games home and away or something like that. They're, they're going to have to get super creative and super, you know, crazy. But, again, there's only a certain number of days on the actual calendar before the quote-unquote playoffs start to get all these games in. And, and we're only, ten, you know, a week to ten days into the season. I mean, it just seems like it could – I don't know. I'm hoping for the best. Like I said, it just seems like it's getting a little bit out of hand already. Let me throw out a phrase that is seldom uttered in baseball. Triple header. Can we do it? Seven inning games. <laughs> so Do, 21, 21 innings in your scenario, Scott, in one day? If Brett Suter is pitching in two of those three games, I don't see why we couldn't wrap it up in a few hours. Yeah. I see. I, <laughs> part of the issue with that, part, part of the issue with that is, is that the rules that were put into place between the owners and the, the, the players union prior to the start of this weird year is that uh, the roster size does shrink. Uh, at some point, I think – fairly soon or like in a couple of weeks where you go from the 30 man roster I think then it goes down to what is it 28 and then 27 and then finally 26 like there's a couple different iterations of a roster shrinkage so then you've got to balance uh you know your pitching needs in these scenarios I I wouldn't be surprised if the union and uh owners came to an agreement uh to maintain the 30 man roster at some point uh in the next week or so before that would actually occur uh, I know that owners had originally fought that because they wanted to, you know, keep the, the the service time down for that high of a number of guys. But um, I think under the circumstances, uh, it's actually in the interest of both parties to keep the roster sizes at 30 uh, for the duration of this thing, rather than to try to shrink it down. That would be one. Yeah. Option. I think that'll probably get past, um, you know, why not the more, the better, as long as it's all equal. Um, what does it really matter? I guess. Um, too much. Uh, obviously, you don't want so many pitchers on a squad that they can just throw guys out there for you know one inning all day long. But anyway, um, the other the triple header thing. I I would venture to guess. I've never even heard in Major League Baseball history of a triple header happening. I'm gonna guess that it hasn't. Scott, you probably get your interns on that. But my I would speculate mm-hmm. that it might have happened a handful of times in minor league baseball history or something like that. But who knows if it's ever. I, I've never even heard the term, to be quite honest. Well, we coined it here then, right here at the Brew Crew Review. You guys all heard yep. it. We're all witnesses. <laughs> the only time I've ever heard it is on, like, on a broadcast day on like a Saturday where someone's having a triple header of, and they're broadcasting three different games or something like that. But anyway, yeah, I, you'd have to carry like six catchers on your roster in order to pull triple headers off, I think. 
Ah, that'll be fine. If it's only a seven inning game, who cares? It'll be great. Um, but yeah. uh, here's where baseball is. Well, the baseball gods are a little bit unkind, unfortunately. Um, with all the positive tests that we're having, um, that has, along with I'm sure a myriad of other factors, uh, Lorenzo Kane has opted out of the 2020 MLB season. Um, first thing that I want to clarify is that uh, if we remember, we talked a little bit about Nick Marcakis who opted out and then opted back in. I believe the opt-in date, you had to opt in by August 1st. So if Kane is out, he is out for the rest of the year. So that's uh, kind of devastating um, in a couple of ways, but I, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, Vince, why don't you lead us off this time? Yeah, I mean, this kind of came out of the blue, I would say, on Saturday. I didn't – yeah, I guess at least I hadn't heard anything from our colleague Tom Hondercourt uh, about Lorenzo potentially even thinking about opting out of the season. You know, you'd expect Tom to ask the hard-hitting questions, but that didn't happen. And uh, I I guess, you know, I don't fault Lorenzo Kane. I, I think he made the best decision that he did for his family and certainly don't uh, fault someone that makes a decision. Uh, from a pure baseball pr- perspective, it does – uh, you know, put the Brewers in kind of a bind. So the the team, I think, is looking at three different options, and we'll know before game time tomorrow uh, as we tape this here on Sunday night. But uh, it looks like Keon Broxton, uh, Corey Ray, or, or Tyrone Taylor are the three options that the Brewers might be able to have. And, uh, Scott, not to steal your thunder, but I know that we've got, a you know, the other piece of Brewers roster news that came out today is that Ryan Braun was put on the 10-day disabled list with a uh, finger injury after an infection led to him having to visit an emergency room in Milwaukee this morning. And uh, that means that the Brewers are going to have to make two roster moves, plus uh, actually a third to activate Brett Anderson if he is indeed going to pitch tomorrow. So there is going to be some some news breaking tomorrow at some point in terms of personnel. So my guess is that you're going to see at least one, if not two outfielders called up, my guess is Broxton, but who knows? You know, we could see either Ray or Taylor. Uh, wouldn't totally surprise me, and my guess is something from the bullpen goes to, to make way for Anderson, but we'll see tomorrow. Craigers, what are your yeah, thoughts on Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll comment on the Kane thing. First of all, um, I don't know. I think it's a huge loss. I mean, I, I respect his decision to opt out and whatnot, um, I guess I'll say. But, you know, if – Ryan Braun's our KG veteran, and Christian Yelich is our two-time almost MVP and our best player. Uh, Lorenzo Cain is kind of like the heart and soul of the team, to me at least. Um, and so I think in a, that in and of itself speaks how big of a loss it will probably be. Um, as far as who will play center field, I, you know, those options, <laughs> Vince Benson, aren't too earth-shattering or exciting, unfortunately, um, replacing a guy like Cain. But I, I think the guys that are – from what I understand is that Ben Gamble might be given the nod to take that starting role with the other guys yeah. there's depth or whatever. But um, yeah, that's a blow. And Ryan Braun's finger injury and unfortunate timing. And it just seems like, um, you know, at this stage of his career, DL stints and, you know, strung off to camp a day before the start of the major league season. It's kind of, you know, just what's going on with Braun and to be expected. So it's not, Whenever he goes on DL, it doesn't really surprise me. Or, but it is a it is a loss, and obviously his bat is still very valuable to have in that lineup. So the loss of both those guys here coming up, that's, that sucks, I guess. There's no other way around it. 
Well, and 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 the idea, you know, one of the problems with Braun uh, being out right now is that, you know, with the different rules in place for 2020, the fact that Braun can get his the the number of at bats that he could as the DH and not really even have to play the field was supposed to be kind of his year to to transition a little bit or, um, you know, to at least be in the position of not having to go play the field as much. And uh, I think that's, you know, it's a pretty big loss not only for the team but even for him is. Uh, he it kind of have had a niche to carve out some unique opportunity for himself this year a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I think devastating. We lose two of our starting eight, um, and both outfielders. It's going to be rough. I agree with um, Craig on two points. I guess that um, one. I think that uh, Kane's leadership uh, is definitely underrated in that in that clubhouse i think that he brings a lot to the team as far as just being a a role model is concerned and it's hard to kind of put a put a price on that i guess but um we're gonna have to do what we can to fill in Uh, i do think that ben gamble is probably going to get most of the starts in the center and i i do think that keon broxton is probably going to be the call up although um you just never know. And Keon Broxton is an animated guy. He might bring a little bit of that pep to the clubhouse, which, it, I mean, in these times, you can never have enough of that. So uh, that's definitely a good thing. As far as the Braun thing, I mean, it's 10 days. It sucks. Um, the timing is not great, obviously, when you couple it with the Keen thing. But um, I did talk to our anonymous source, Tom Carter, and um, I expressed my concern, and he said that um, for Braun, uh, on a scale of one to Conseco, he said this is only about like a three and a half. So, um, you know, that means that, you know, it's, it's obviously still serious, but nothing he can't recover from. So uh, it should be fine. Scott, one of the things that we mentioned on each of the previous 418 podcasts and TV shows is you don't want to say Tom Carter's full name on the air. You want to, because he's anonymous, you just want to be – Make it a little more opaque. Call it T. Carter or Tom C. That's it, though. Okay. Oh, okay. What you if can, I call him like our inside source, Tom Carter? Would that help? I don't think. I don't think that Tom Carter would be very pleased with that. But okay. anyway, you can edit. You can have the interns edit this. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'll have him edit it. I'll put a little mental note. All right. Yeah, we're good. This this part you have him edit too, Scott, and that's the fact that the whole. PC Anonymous bit was stolen from an episode of The Simpsons. Our fans don't already know that. And Simpsons, unfortunately, was bought out and is owned by Disney now. So I think every time we use this joke, we're probably having to pay royalties at Disney. So uh, have our interns, I guess, just uh, throw out that season and desist letter while you're at Scott. Hang on. Everybody rent, everyone is listening, just rent Frozen 2 um, there. That'll make up for it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, fans. And five-star review for us, not for Frozen 2. Was not good. Your kids will not like it, but um, keep those five-star right, well, reviews coming. One thing I was going to point out that 2020 has been the worst year ever, in my life at least, and so I think other people might agree with this, and so the, the, the fact that baseball spring training started and you get all excited and you do your fantasy drafts and excited for the year and what all that good stuff we signed y'all to all this huge extension and everything was positive brewers going into season all of a sudden the season gets shut down for a number of months you go through all those ridiculous negotiations uh behind the scenes between mlb owners and the players association all the ugliness and whatever and then finally opening day gets here 
and you can play games for about a week, 10 days, and you're all excited. You're looking at box scores and, you know, kind of there's some sense of normalcy. And I was extremely, I, I didn't realize until it was back in, like how much I missed baseball in my life this uh, season so far. And it was so awesome to have amazing baseball back. And I, I cannot understate more how depressed I was the Brewers entire season got, I mean, sorry, entire series this weekend got completely canceled. Their home opener, which I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for um, to get canceled <laughs> um, against the bitterly hated Cardinals. And I don't know, it's just a real big gut punch, if you ask me. I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't know why, but I had this, like, joke that I was, like, trying to put together before where, um, like, years from now I'd be telling – um, you know, somebody like how horrible it was that didn't, that didn't go through COVID. I'd be telling someone young, obviously be like, Oh, this was so horrible. I can't believe it. This had to be like the worst year ever. And then all of a sudden, like some old guy would come up to me and be like, yeah, no, I remember in, uh, early forties when, uh, I, uh, went to war and was <laughs> like, uh, fighting and seeing like all my friends die and be like, yeah, that was kind of a rough year for me. And I'm like, well, okay. So we both had bad years. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. There have been worse years historically speaking. I just want to point that out, but well, this but does, it does, this does, it does. And it, it, it certainly is worse than 2019 or, you know, other years uh, for sure. So, well, I mean, if you, if you were someone who was alive that fought in world war two, I mean, you're most likely, um, I guess dead or near. I mean, there are very few people that are alive that have fought in World War II. But no, I, I get, I get what you're saying, Scott. Yeah, my 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 grandma, who is 98 and was alive during World War II and married during World War II, and uh, she compared this to scarlet fever and that era. But uh, for what it's worth, so yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so I'm just saying that. Historically speaking, yes, we as a country uh, and the world has gone through have gone through you know times like this before. It just it it is bad in the moment. You've got a you know couple year period essentially that historically speaking, at least uh, the country just needs to get through. So I I hopefully this doesn't carry over too long into 2021. I guess is the point, but you know it is. Uh, certainly something that we've had to get used to. And I, I think that it's been many, many years since the country has faced something like this. I don't think that all the other things that were bad uh, that happened in the world wars and stuff, it obviously brought really good players, even away from the game to go fight like Ted Williams and all those great players that went to fight for the country. Uh, but the, the, this, this year, I, I don't, you know, like Vince pointed out, it did not affect the, baseball season they still played on and that's i think what's uh why i was talking about this one being a gut punch because again we're trying to get the season yeah. in but it's just right. it's just a whole different ball game no pun intended but yeah so and well, anyway and to that to, to, no to that point craig i you know i think it's good that we're at least having a season because uh despite all the the craziness that was a four-year world war uh well in a couple-year world war in world war one as well the baseball season still went on and uh, it did so with, you know, the support of the president at that time. And um, it's good that we're still having baseball. If there would have been no baseball this year canceled and everything was canceled because of the pandemic, it would have been the first time that no organized baseball would have been played in a year since I think it was 1845 was the year that I saw. I mean, it's, it's, 
crazy to think that yeah. it survived a civil war, two world wars, a great depression, uh, other pandemics, you know? So this, this, I, I'm thankful that there's at least some baseball being played. still. I, I do think that there are options to get through this weird season. And, but uh, to your point that it's a gut punch. Yeah. hundred percent. No, no question about that. And I, I kind of half joke that, well, there was news, like a rumor out this weekend that Manford was, you know, basically floating the idea that the season could be canceled as of this Monday. Uh, luckily, that's not happening, I don't think. But my first thought was, wow, you know, this is really not going to look good on the back of Christian Yelts' bubblegum card. I mean, he basically had a year where he hit 340, and then the next year 330, and then this the 2020 season would show him hitting 036 or something like that. So. I'm glad we're able to press on, and I, I know that average will shoot back up into over 300 <laughs> real quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That 2021 top set is going to be pretty unique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine the packs that you're going to open, though, when you're going to get, like, one good card, and then you're going to be like, who are all the rest of these guys? Like, who's going to be the Brad Comics of, uh, of 2021? You open the card, it's going to be in every pack. Every pack. Former Brewers, yeah, great, great, great reference, actually, I, yeah. Former, I got it in every Brewer. pack. It was a Don Ross pack, I think. Yeah, he played in, I think, five games with Milwaukee, and somehow he had, like, you know, thousands of cards made, so, yeah. I was wondering if he had a relative working for Don Ross who just, like, flipped a couple extra sheets of Brad comments into the packs, because I, I remember having an entire stack of them, too. <laughs> yeah, so. the, intern, the, the intern just <laughs> – the intern just handed me some notes. He played in seven games with the Brewers, had 15 at-bats, uh, one hit <laughs> out of those 15 at-bats, and uh, yet still had 325,000 cards made by Donruss and another couple by uh, the Miller Brewing Company. So, yeah, great wow. stuff. Brad, Brad um, also from the um, uh, interns here, the last triple header was played in 1920. So it's been done. Oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> so, hundred-year anniversary <laughs> of uh, the up. last triple header. Why not? <laughs> would, yeah, it's just like we should uh, replicate it by uh, having the same teams be in it. Do, do the interns I, know what teams were in it, Scott? I already closed it out. Well, I don't, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well. Well, uh, watching other baseball games today, not the Brewers, I did see a uh, a commercial for the Major League Baseball's Field of Dreams game taking place between the Cardinals and the White Sox. Uh, <laughs> was surprised to see number one that that's still on the calendar, and number two uh, that they're advertising for it this this weekend with the Cardinals being you know a whole host of viral concerns at the moment. But um, be interesting to see if that actually does take place, but it is currently scheduled to be played at the Field of Dreams uh, Diamond in Dyersville, Iowa, uh, this month. I think I just need a quick edit of the promo just to change it to Field of Nightmares, and it should be fine. 2020 from a cornfield. Yeah, it could be like a sports meets a horror movie. That's a good idea. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Cardinals of the corn. <laughs> All right. it, was bad, it was bad enough seeing Yasmani in a White Sox uniform, but yeah, this, this, this takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> All right. Well, supposedly um, we're going to play a game. Uh, next game is, I guess, the Brewers' home opener again, or for the first time, uh, is going to be uh, tomorrow, Monday. 
uh, 7 p.m. start central. So we'll see. I'm just pulling. The, I'm just really hoping that Brett Anderson doesn't get a blister on his finger or something tomorrow morning, and he can actually appear in a game. I'm pretty sure he's going to be injured before the first pitch. You know it. That's, I know it. We all know it. I mean, the baseball yeah, that's right. firing for him to not throw a pitch at the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually the concern, Craig. So our interns had posted something a day ago, uh, a Twitter poll question that said, will Brett uh, – yeah, will Brett Anderson – we actually tagged him on there. Will Brett Anderson ever get a chance to appear in a game for the Milwaukee Brewers? Uh, 64% of fans voted no <laughs> in this uh, <laughs> in this poll. So uh, that is the – I mean, to that end, <laughs> why not start Woodruff again? I mean, he's on. He's well, on he, his he, he, yeah, right. he actually might, he, and then he could, he could, you could start Woodruff, and then Anderson gets injured or the season gets canceled. He, he very well may never appear in a Brewers uniform, and you might have gotten <laughs> your wish. So you actually may be the reason why all of this is occurring this year, Craig. Uh, looking back, and I'm sure Scott, you can have one of the interns find our old footage of Craig wishing aloud that Brett Anderson would never appear in a game for the Brewers. But uh, we actually take Brett Anderson in that. He himself did not reply, but he may have voted. We don't see who votes. Um, so uh, we, he may have, he definitely saw it. But uh, on that note, if you're uh, so inclined, please give us a follow Brewer Review 1 on Twitter. Uh, follow us on social media. We're pretty active on there. And uh, if you have any questions for the podcast, make sure to send them send them to Brooker Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. And Scott, you're you're on our uh, Facebook page too. You want to give any information on our Brooker Review Facebook? No, it's on. It's uh, I'm in a huge fight with Zuckerberg right now. You think Congress hates him? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like we are uh, we are not thrilled with each other right now. Uh, Craig, also Logan Morrison, still 0 for 8, still hasn't got his first hit as a Brewer. So between him and Brett Anderson, like, I don't know what's going on here, but not great so far. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I see I see here we um, – we, it's pretty much time. We ought to wrap it up. All right. Stay classy, <laughs> St. Louis. All right, we'll come back at you after the uh, Brewers hopefully beat the White Sox tomorrow evening at the – rescheduled and then rescheduled and then rescheduled uh, Milwaukee Brewers home opener here in the illustrious year of 2020. All right. Head on out to Miller Park tomorrow. Tailgate. <laughs> Listen to the Brewers on the radio. Sounds good. And Craig, if you're in, in the, the parking, parking lot, lot tomorrow night, yeah, if you're in the parking lot tomorrow, Craig, uh, per your tradition, make sure to take a picture uh, and have the interns posted up. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing the post-game show with you guys from somewhere near near one of the poor parties in North Park Park tomorrow for sure. You know those well, Craig. You know those very well. All right guys. (laughs) Stay classy and go brewers. Stay classy. Go brewers. Baseball.